Connected Life. The Connected Life with hosts Travis and Carrie Fry is all about helping you live a more connected life. They want you more connected to God, self, spouse, family, community, and to the world at large. It is their belief that the more connected you are, the holier and healthier you will be. So stay tuned to The Connected Life with your hosts Travis and Carrie Fry as they explore all facets of what it means to live the connected life. Welcome to The Connected Life. The Ministry of Crossroads Counseling on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm your host, Christian Counselor Travis Fry, joined by my wife and co-host, Carrie Fry. We're a husband and wife team that together combine our training in both psychology and theology in a real-life experience to bring you The Connected Life. The Connected Life is all about intimately connecting with and loving both God and others. Hey, if you're a parent... I really want you to stay tuned because in just a few moments, we are going to have a very special guest on the show. I will be talking to one of our Crossroads therapists, Kristen Wise, um, who is actually the director of uh, family and um, children counseling at Crossroads. And she's going to be talking about parenting and how um, really you as a parent can uh, just do a better job overall managing your emotions and staying calm under pressure. But uh, before we get to that, I just want to spend a few moments talking about uh, what we have at Crossroads. And before we get to that, since we're talking about parenting today, I have a question for you, Carrie. Are you ready? What is your greatest parenting challenge? Oh, that's a hard one. There's so many. <laughs> Parenting is challenging. Um, I think one of my biggest challenges right now is that we have a daughter especially, but also our two boys that demand a lot of our time and attention. My daughter would just sit and talk to me all day long. And, she is a, a talker. Yeah, she would just tell me about everything and details about every dream and every moment and every just tell me stories if she can't think of anything else to say. And so she always wants my attention. She wants to show me something. She wants me to read her something. She wants me to sit and watch a show with her. Um, so it's hard. My challenge is wanting to get things done in the house, dishes maybe, you know, just everyday life things and to have my own space, but also be able to not dismiss her all the time and let make her think that she's not valuable and what she says is not important. So trying to find that balance of not going crazy and not <laughs> making her feel insignificant because I never have time. I think Kristen's message will be very applicable to uh, the situation that you talked about. My greatest challenge, do you want to know what my greatest challenge is? I guess so. Okay. <laughs> well, if you don't want to know, go, go maybe someone me. out there listening, anyway. <laughs> you're right, I'm going to tell you. Because I think someone out there would like to know what my greatest challenge is. I do. I care. You, oh, you do care. Thank you. Well, my greatest challenge, um, it's probably a balance issue, but maybe a little bit different than what you had described. I think for me, my greatest challenge is finding the balance between 
when to show empathy and you know softness, but also and then versus when to show um, you know being tough. Maybe not being tough, but like being more having more demands or the responsibility side of parenting, because you know you're talking about our daughter and you know with with our two sons who are older than our daughter i feel a lot of responsibility to make sure that they um, grow up to become um, independent or interdependent that's a better better way to go but interdependent capable strong confident uh, men who can you know get the job done and do what they need to do but who are also um yes sensitive and and kind and loving and caring towards towards other people and so my my greatest challenge as a parent i think is just really finding that balance when to be demanding and then when to be more responsive and and softer so um we actually have at crossroads uh, a seminar that deals with that very issue it's called love and logic and um, kristen wise our therapist um, teaches that class on a regular basis and if that's something that you are interested in stay tuned because we will we will let you know how you can get connected with us and learn more about love and logic just real briefly we also have a few exciting things going on we have our marriage retreat that is coming up and uh, we also have some exciting groups as you know carrie i do the connected man group which is for me i love it i love it when guys come together and just want to become better leaders better dads better uh, better husbands, um, increase their performance at work, but also learn how to connect better. And uh, we also have um, groups for women that is are women that is in the works, and uh, groups for couples. So there are a lot of exciting things that we have available. You're gonna do a uh, mom's grief. The mom's grief. Yeah. That's, yeah, that sounds fun. My my sister recently moved here, and she is um, starting a church up here in Anthem soon. And she wants to start a mom's. What did she call it? Well, it's for um, specifically for women who have lost. It's a mom's mis- lost, miscarried, miscarried, or yeah. lost children, or lost a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or lost a child. Really, really helpful. Great great thing to find healing yeah. in and, and support from other moms because it's not an easy thing to uh, deal with in our society. Yes, and, and this is this is what we are really about, the connected life. It's, it's really coming together in community, loving one another, encouraging one another, and supporting one another. And so without further ado, here is my interview with Crossroads therapist, Kristen Wise. Kristen? Welcome to welcome to the show. Thanks, Travis. It's been a long time. I've been wanting to have you on the Connected Life. It seems like forever. So I'm glad I'm glad <laughs> that you're actually here and um, talking to to everyone that's listening to us right now. Um, why don't you tell tell everybody a little bit about you? Well, I've been with Crossroads now, going on my third year, starting my third year. No way. Yeah. That's crazy. Two full years. I know. It goes by fast, huh? It does go by fast. Um, and I started out part-time, and now I'm working full-time here, and I love it. Um, I get to work with kids, families, individuals, um, work with, um, like, parenting, um, and then depression, anxiety, you know, kind of a little bit of everything. 
Yeah, and you are the director of our family and teen counseling wing. Yes. That's what you want to call it? Yes. Who, how would you describe your ideal client? Like, if someone out there is listening, um, or there is someone out there listening for sure, hopefully, but um, (laughs) what would be your ideal client? Like, the person that you think... Uh, gosh, this is the person that I really like to work with, that I really feel like I'm, I can help the most. Um, I guess, that the, now that I think about it, that's probably someone who is able to um, come in and be honest about their challenges that they're dealing with. And because um, I think it's hard coming in, not knowing somebody, and now you're supposed to kind of spill the things that are the most difficult in your life. So being able to open up and then um, someone who kind of does the work at home, you know, we're really limited when we can only see someone, you know, for 50 minute session, you know, one to two times um, a month or, you know, or every week even, but then they go home and if they're not practicing some of the skills that they're learning, it it's, they're not going to really see a lot of change. And so I guess um, the ideal client would be one that's able to open and then we um, up in the office and then we're able to kind of work together to kind of come up with some strategies and a plan and go and implement it at home and then come back and, you know, again, just that interchange back and forth to try and figure out something that's going to work for them. Right. Because good therapy is is really a collaboration between the client and the therapist. Absolutely, absolutely. Where the client needs to also be invested, and uh, you know, as therapists, we can give the tools, so to speak. But the client really has to be the one who takes those tools and starts to to use them and practice them to create the change that they're looking for. Right, absolutely. And sometimes we just need that outside perspective because we're so close to it. Right. You know, to kind of get some ideas going and and trying different things to see if those work for our families. Well said. This is Travis Fry, and you're listening to the Connected Life Radio. I'm here with therapist Kristen Wise. She is a um, therapist in our practice, Crossroads Counseling. And she is going to talk a little bit about parenting, parenting strategies. Yeah, parenting and strategies. I think all of us can use can use that. If you're a parent, this is the time to, to really tune in. And us included. <laughs> and, and ourselves included because we are both parents. Uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about emotions and as a parent, you know, how can we better manage, manage our emotions and maybe even talk about, you know, what happens in, in our brain. Because, you know, sometimes it feels like, uh, as a parent, I'm not accessing my brain. I'm just going crazy. But maybe you can help <laughs> us all understand it. Well, that's how we feel. So um, the big thing that I like to teach, um, not only the kids I work with, but um, the parents and any clients, is that um, our brain controls a lot of our intense emotions. It's that fight-or-flight system that is engaged. And when that system is engaged, when our emotions get intense, it's impossible for us to access the part of our brain where we're able to use reason and logic. So when um, we're feeling really angry or really sad or really anxious about something, that system kind of engages. It feels emotionally unsafe. And so at that point, we're really not able to really think through what we're doing until we calm that system down. I like that. What are some strategies for parents who 
the part of their brain, like the prefrontal cortex, to get real technical, right? Yeah, so it's the amygdala that, yes. that is our fight-or-fight system, and then right. our prefrontal cortex where we use reason and logic and we do all our thinking. So when that goes offline, when, you're, when little Johnny is having a temper tantrum in the store because you said no to whatever mm-hmm. he wants to buy, yeah. <laughs> what are some strategies in the moment for parents to kind of take that step back and manage their emotions and then to re-engage with, with little Johnny? Well, first, the biggest thing I think, and probably the hardest, is number one, we have to be able to manage our emotions first before we're going to get anywhere um, parenting our kids. And so um, the big thing of how to do that would would come back to kind of what a big buzzword is right now, which is mindfulness. Becoming very mindful on this moment right now, not what just happened two minutes ago or you know, two weeks ago. Um, or what keeps happening, you know, right. when we bring Johnny to the store. but Or, like, what are people going to think? What am I going to do? If, if we're kind of stuck in those two, we're not being very mindful of this moment right now. So it's becoming very mindful of this moment right now. This moment, I'm just going to take a few deep breaths. This moment, I'm going to intentionally think on something else or something that's soothing to me. A lot of times, um, you know, we have to remove ourselves from the situation in order to even do that. Right, so what I'm hearing you say, Kristen, is when you get triggered, right, and you're in that emotional part of your brain, you're just kind of reacting, um, being mindful of yourself, and you can correct me if I'm Mm -hmm. wrong here, but being mindful of yourself and what you're feeling and and, um, maybe even what you're doing, you're just reacting, Right. being mindful, being aware, and that to me is, I think, is is like, like any kind of skill, or even like working out, you know, it, it's a muscle that you really have to exercise quite a bit. Exactly. To, to get it strong. Practice so makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. So um, it, it's being mindful in that moment so that you can uh, not just react, but you can choose how to, how to respond. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I kind of liken it unto a fire alarm going off when that system is engaged. And so um, when there's, in elementary school, we grew up doing fire drills, right? So you prepare and practice. I did a drill. Oh, you did Because I lived in Southern California. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't live there. We All we talk- had to do is fire drills, so. Yeah, we always talked about the big one, even though it still hasn't happened. So I'm sure the kids today yeah. are growing but up But a lot fear. nowadays, they're doing lockdown procedures and all that yeah. kind of stuff, which is just sad that 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 happens, but it prepares us. And so it is like that muscle memory. Um, Because Mm -hmm. we're practicing it, it creates new neural pathways. And the more that we practice it, then those neural pathways become grooves. So it's like a path in, like a trail in the jungle. Mm -hmm. Um, Our brain is going to take the path of least resistance. So you, the more that we practice something, the more our brain is going to likely take that pathway than doing what our old habits were. I like that. So. And mindfulness, um, which sounds like just being aware, aware of your emotions, being aware of your body, um, being able to kind of slow your responses down. That is a really great tool to open up those new neural pathways, those new kind of roads in your brain that help you to not just start yelling at Johnny, but actually take that step back. Okay, Johnny, here's here's your choices. Right. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. I like to say practice makes patterns or creates patterns. I like that. So, yeah. So, um, the... 
Go ahead. You were going to talk about self-care, I think, as another maybe technique or strategy for parents. Yeah, well, one thing I think, too, is that it's really important just for us to know that we're teaching our kids. We're the example. So the more that we're um, managing our own emotions, we're being the example for our kids to manage their emotions better, too. Mm -hmm. So it kind of starts with us. So the more able we're able to do it, the better we can help our kids do it. Modeling So it. Yeah. Um, and we all know that we don't make good decisions when we're upset. And that's really what we want to teach our kids, too, because the older that they get, the bigger the consequences can become when they're making decisions. So it's really important for them to manage it. And I think as a parent, the, the biggest thing is that sometimes it's really hard. We, we go to work all day, and then we're coming home, and we're having to do you know our dinner routine and homework and you know, and then bedtime routine, and we're exhausted. And so um, self-care is a huge piece. If we're, if you kind of think of us having an emotional bank account, um, we have these withdrawals all day long that, you know, are coming out of our account. And what are we putting in? What deposits are we putting in? Because in order to be a really good, effective parent and be really trying to find the best strategies that are working, it takes energy. It, it take, we have to have those deposits on our account. I think I have a negative balance. <laughs> well, then I think you need to work on it. I think it's always assessing, right? And it's hard finding the balance. It is, even as a counselor, and we know these things, right? So yeah. um, let alone when you don't know, it's much harder. So, Self-care, right? So taking some time for yourself, being able to make sure you're getting those deposits because you are absolutely right. Um, it is... Giving it is giving and giving um, on a consistent basis uh, to our kids. Right, and if yeah. our account is overdrawn, we're more likely to lose our temper to say things, you know, that aren't really, you know, they're having to go back and apologize for or something. It's just, you know, it's tough. <laughs> it is tough. We're talking with, or I'm talking with, therapist Kristen Wise. She is the Children and Family Director at Crossroads Family Counseling Center. And uh, we are talking about parenting strategies. And so far we've discussed what happens in the brain when you know, you're with your child and they push your buttons and you have that fight or flight reaction right. that Kristen described. And we're also talking about a couple of really good techniques to help you as a parent to better manage those situations you can't manage your kids if, if you are out of control. So the, really the first step is to make sure that you are, you are in control of yourself, your own emotions, your own behaviors, so that you can then set the appropriate limits that uh, your kids need for themselves. Right. And Kristen talked about mindfulness um, and also about self-care. Self Kristen, one of the things that we offer through Crossroads is we have a lot of um, services that we offer, not just uh, counseling services, but we have a lot of groups that we do. And uh, we do have a parenting group. And um, I think uh, you, maybe you can talk a little bit about just love and logic. Mm -hmm. And um, there may be some people who are familiar with love and lo logic. I think it's Jim and Charles Fay, right? Yes. Is that there? Did yes. I say that right? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, and Maybe just give a little overview of Love and Logic, and then we'll talk about how people can get connected with us if they're interested in our counseling services or the, or the groups that we have for families or for uh, parenting. Okay, so the big thing with Love and Logic is that you're losing, using love and logic 
to parents. So lo the love part is showing empathy um, before a parent is handing out the consequences. Um, that kind of protects the relationship in that sense. We can relate to them and empathize that, yeah, that gosh, that's a bad decision. I'm so sorry you're having to deal with that. Um, before we hand out those natural logical consequences. So um, because when we're protecting the relationship, that is going to um, allow the kids to want to come to us and share things. When we have an empathetic response to them and we're not just flying off of the handle, you know, um, with something either they did or they're sharing with us. So um, that's that love part is showing the empathy. And then the logic part is... Um, you know, working together, having limits, obviously, and handing out logical consequences when they do make a wrong choice. Um, you know, and then the biggest thing is them learning from those mistakes. We all learn from our own experiences. Unfortunately, we could, you know, our parents could probably, I don't know about you, but they could tell us, well, don't do that. But a lot of times we need to experience it for ourselves, you know, in order to know that's why I don't do it. You is, know. That, is that natural consequences? Um, yeah, that would be, right? Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So sometimes but sometimes it's, it's parent, you know, parent hands out the consequences, okay. and sometimes it's us experiencing just the natural consequences that come along. Right. So, so right. it could go both ways. Okay. Yeah. All right. So love and logic, and tell, tell our listeners, uh, I mean, we offer love and logic um, throughout the year, several times throughout the year, but I think we have one that's coming up fairly soon. Let's yeah. talk about that. Um, it's coming up October 20th and 21st. It's a Friday, Saturday. Um, Friday is like from 6.30 to 8.30 that night, and then um, we'll meet Saturday like 9 to 5 and have a lunch break, and we'll have a time. It's a group of parents that are getting together, so you have time, a question and answer time too, while you're learning these different skills. Um, and the skills that they go through uh, are putting an end to arguing, back talk and begging, uh, teaching responsibility without losing their love, setting limits without waging war, and avoiding power struggles, guiding kids to own and solve their problems, and then teaching kids to complete chores without reminders and without pay which is always a good one. Sounds like really, really good stuff that I think every parent can uh, benefit from. Absolutely. Even and grandparents, too. Even grandparents or even caretakers. Yeah. Um, and what I also love about it is just the group dynamic. There's something really powerful and transformational when you, you have other people who really are in the same boat as you are and, you know, have the same struggles where you get to bounce ideas off of them and know that you're not alone. So that, that becomes huge. really transformational. Well, this has been, this been, this has been awesome to uh, speak with you, Kristen. Um, I just want to let our listeners know that if uh, you are out there and if anything that Kristen's talked about or spoke about today resonated with you, you want to learn more about her or want to learn more about Crossroads Counseling and the uh, services that we offer, the best way to get a hold of us is to call us at 623-680-3486. That number again is 623-680-3486. You can also um, visit us on the web at counselingphoenix, 
Scottsdale.com. Did I get that right? Yeah, you did. CounselingPhoenixScottsdale.com. Yeah. yeah, you can visit us on the web and check us out there. Um, Kristen, do you wanna do you wanna say anything as we as we depart? Well, there's no perfect parent out there, so it takes it takes a village, they say, right? So it helps when we can kind of. Um, learn some different strategies and um, kind of learn from other parents too and um, work to having, um, you know, really good, you know, a good home life, good family dynamics to where our kids are being raised um, to become really self successful, responsible adults. That's the goal. That is the goal. And you have one who is uh, almost there. I, yeah, she's... Yeah. It's her senior year, so... Why don't you say hi to your two kids? <laughs> hi, Caitlin and Matthew. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Matthew. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to uh, to leave you today. And remember, if you want to get a hold of us, just call us at 623-680-3486. And like I always say, get connected and stay connected. <laughs>